But even though they surely trusted in God's plan, they still felt like failures and were filled with deep sadness and longing, that longing for their child. This feeling that they experienced, probably especially or at least for Mary, was probably a glimpse at what was to come many years later as Mary watched her son scourged, tortured, and crucified. The hurt, the helplessness, the longing, the need to turn to God for his love and peace and trust in the plan that he had. The passage ends in part by saying that Mary kept all these things in her heart. Only a few verses before, we find almost the exact same language. After Jesus' birth, the shepherds come to the place where Mary and Joseph are and tell Mary and Joseph what had been revealed to them by the angels, that a Savior had been born who is Christ the Lord. They revealed that the angels had proclaimed glory to God in the highest, on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Here, as within the temple, Luke says that Mary kept all these things in her heart. Mary obviously knows Jesus, it's her son, but she continues to learn about him, about his knowledge, about his divinity, how others will flock to him, and what God's plan is for him. She keeps these facts, she keeps Jesus in her heart and ponders them. No matter the situation we encounter, we need to be like her. We need to be like Mary. We need to continue to learn about Jesus, to learn about him from others, to keep him in our hearts, and to carry him with us. But this can be incredibly difficult for us in the midst of our busy days, and I think especially now, the anxiety that many have um, in our current situation. But from this story, it may also be I think just as useful to meditate how Jesus was feeling, how Jesus as a 12-year-old was feeling in this temple. He didn't seem worried. Most 12-year-olds would have at least wondered where their parents were. They would have searched for their parents. They would have wondered, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to sleep? But instead, when asked by Mary why he had done this, why Jesus had done this to his parents, why he had stayed in the temple, Jesus actually seems surprised, and his answer is almost funny. Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? I must be in my father's house. Jesus clearly had full trust in the Father. He was there in the temple to learn about the Father, to ask questions, and undoubtedly to pray. When I think of this scene, I always imagine Jesus in the temple, perhaps on his knees, praying. The passage doesn't actually say, or specifically say that he was praying, but he was probably praying the Psalms, and worshiping as the Jews would have done at that time uh, in the temple. As this was the time of Passover, there would have been offerings of unblemished lambs there, uh, which Jesus wouldn't have seen because he wasn't a priest. 
But this story clearly prefigures what would come many years later for him. Jesus' sacrifice as the Paschal Lamb for us. And his three days in the tomb, followed by his resurrection on that third day. Since this was the time of Passover, Jerusalem would have been filled with people. It would have been noisy, and for a 12-year-old, it would have been a lot of fun. There would have been a lot to do, places to go, people to see. But in the story, unlike other 12-year-olds, we find Jesus in the temple learning and teaching and praying. Our lives have changed significantly over the last couple of months, But I think we should ask ourselves, are we taking the time to learn about Jesus and to pray as he did in the temple? Surely we have more time to do that now, but are we doing it? Have we spent time in our Father's house like he did? Even though there aren't public masses right now, the chapels are still open. Did the Father see you there, in his chapel, in his house, talking with him? Maybe you feel like you've lost Jesus because you can't go to Mass. Or maybe you feel like Mary and Joseph did as they searched for Jesus. Anxious, worried, uncertain about what's going to happen. But just like for Mary and Joseph, Jesus is not lost to us. Mary and Joseph were just looking in the wrong place. Maybe that's where we are too. Are we feeling lost, alone, separated from Jesus, from the Father? Maybe we just need to embrace him more in the temple of our hearts. The thing is, is that with all of this, we, like Jesus, have to put in the work. Father Planty oftentimes talks about dedicating 30 minutes of prayer every day. As seminarians, we, we, I suppose, are required to pray a holy hour. We're supposed to pray an entire hour, um, spending time with Jesus, with the Father. It's true, we have to put in the work. We have to meet Jesus, we have to meet the Father, and we have to do that in prayer. But ultimately, we have to trust. Trust and obedience are hard and it takes a lot of work. But should trusting in the Lord be that hard for us? If we truly believe the Gospels, if we truly believe that Jesus Christ is a Son of God who rose from the dead, it should actually be pretty easy to trust. To focus on Him and not on our own desires, worries, and fears. So about a year ago, a very close friend of mine, who I unexpectedly met through St. Charles, uh, his name is Patrick Sullivan, passed away on his 95th birthday. Uh, This coming Friday, he would have actually turned 97. Up until the end, he lived alone in his apartment. He had no close family, and his friends had all passed away. He was, for the most part, alone. He was homebound for many years and hadn't been to Mass for a very long time as a result. 
The thing about Patrick was that he never lost that gaze upward to his heavenly father. I would show up to visit Patrick in his apartment once a week or so, and I'd usually ask him what he'd been doing. And his answer was almost always like that of Jesus in the temple, praying or reading the Bible or a book by the saint. Like, obviously, that's what I'm doing. Patrick had not lost focus. He was not sad about being alone because he knew that he wasn't. He'd invited Jesus into the temple of his heart. He had complete trust, faith, and hope. Some of the most memorable days of my life uh, were spent with Patrick. They were probably so memorable because he knew Jesus so well and I could see it. He was at peace, he was at peace with the place in which he found himself. He trusted fully. While Patrick probably wouldn't have chosen to spend his last days in the hospital, he knew that God had a plan. Unfortunately, I was not at the hospital when Patrick died, but I'm sure that when it was his time, Jesus found him praying, allowing Jesus into his heart with his gaze always toward heaven. Jesus's earthly parents found him praying in the temple and Patrick's heavenly father undoubtedly found him praying on his last day. I also implore you to pray. Be like Jesus. Be like Patrick. Get lost in prayer and the graces that come with it. Fill the chapel, or maybe your home chapel, as it may be. When your heavenly father comes looking for you, Will he find you in his house? Will he find you on your knees praying, learning about him, trusting his plan and in his love for you? If your answer isn't yes to those questions, I challenge you to take that to prayer, to search your heart for that yes and to figure out what it looks like for you. This is a time of uncertainty, loneliness, and anxiety, but it's also a time when we call, we can all direct our focus to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. I sincerely hope that when the Heavenly Father comes looking for you and for me, he finds that we've been in his house praying, learning, and trusting, and that we find joy when we are there with him. Thank you for your time tonight. I hope that you have a great evening and a great week. And uh, everyone here is invited to join us uh, for a Zoom happy hour at 8.30. And I believe the link is provided below. Thank you.